pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 234. Today I'm going to chat with Rapid Fire Rachel, discuss California's lawmakers' new assault on gun rights, highlight a new P365 from SIG, and talk about a woman facing criminal charges for a recent pregnancy. I am your host, Ava Flanell. Rachel, how are you doing? Me? I am. I'm great. I'm fresh off of a six-day trip to Texas and right in between that and um, a back-to-back bachelorette, bachelorette, wedding, a lot of trips coming up. <laughs> a little tired, maybe. You're like, you're tired. like, but I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing great. It's amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm not having a breakdown. You're having a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. We're going to talk about that shortly because I can totally relate. I think I'm going to have a breakdown too. It's, it's totally fine. No big deal. Before I have a breakdown though, I just got to get something off my chest. Smith and Wesson. Did you have a chance to shoot the shield plus chambered in 30 super carry? I did. I actually made it out to range day at SHOT Show this year for the first time um, in all the years I've ever been to SHOT Show, which was really cool. And I did get my hands on one at range day. What'd you think about it? So I thought it was, I thought it was great. I didn't get to try it back to back to with a shield uh, chambered in nine, which I would have really loved to just to, just to feel the difference, like back to back, like I said, Mm -hmm. but from what I could tell, this is going to be a really cool thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's a lot of people on the fence about it. I think the biggest thing is just like making sure that they can keep up with inventory, you know, as far as ammo goes and the guns and stuff like that. I know a few people have gotten their hands on the guns and some of the ammo, but you know, it's, I think that's just the biggest issue, the biggest concern. But other than that, I mean, if they can keep up with all of this, like who doesn't want your magazine to hold extra rounds and less recoil and to get back on target quicker? The 30 Super Carry is now available in the Shield Plus as well as the Easy Pistol. And if you want to check out all of their other awesome guns, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right. So Rachel, I've had you on the show before. It's been a really long time. Actually, you know what? You reminded me of this the other day. We actually became friends because we were both in that stupid article called Heavily Armed Millennials of Instagram. <laughs> and and I, I yeah, and I forgot about that when <clears throat> I met your dad at the Gundy's this last week. And you were like, yeah, this is Ava. She's also one of the girls that fell victim to the stupid, you know, writer who wrote that stupid article. But you've been in the industry for quite some time, maybe even longer than I have. For anybody who isn't familiar with, you know, your work, what would you say your, I don't know, claim to fame is? Like what it is that you do in this industry? Um, so so I still primarily consider myself a customer in the industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, but somewhere along the way um, in this crazy world, I found my way as a, an influencer even though I, I consider myself influenced by other people's posts. Cause I'm like, Oh, I need that. Oh, right. I, need that. I know. Um, 
But yeah, so now I basically just document my journey through different um, industry events, shooting sports and um, any way that I can use my outlet of social media to encourage other people to take an active role in their own personal protection or just pick up a gun and enjoy the wonderful world of firearms. That's what I love to do. So Mm -hmm. and how long have have you been shooting? Oh, so so I've been shooting since I was three years old. Um, Yeah. Growing up, we were out of the range quite a bit. And obviously it's my dad's passion, but it's also something we did as a family. Very nice. And so I would say a lot of your, I think it's safe to say that a lot of your knowledge like comes from your dad. Cause it seems oh, like absolutely. he's the one. Yeah. So, but where did his knowledge about guns come from? I mean, I don't, I know he reads a lot for sure. Cause I've seen his book collection, but I know also for him growing up, he grew up in Tennessee and was out at his grandparents' farm shooting. And then after that, he went to college, met a few people that were really into practical pistol that invited him out to try that. So he got his first 1911. Then, you know, just, I know talking with him, he's told me several times that he met some really nice people that invited him to shoot something. He said yes, and he fell in love with it. So at a gun show, he ran into some folks dressed up in cowboy attire, invited him to his first SAS match. My dad really just loves every aspect of the shooting industry, all Mm -hmm. the different all the different sides of it. And I tried to really follow that because there's so many fun parts of this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And not to mention, I mean, so your dad has like a huge gun collection. We were even talking the other day. I mean, your dad has more guns than most of the really, really well-known quote unquote influencers in the gun industry. <laughs> and it's like insane. I mean, like you and I are, I guess our dads are very similar in that aspect but it is really cool. And it's it's also kind of nice to see that he took the time to teach you all of this stuff, because I still even today, you know, in today's world, even though times are changing, it's still like if, you know, if a father and daughter, like usually the father doesn't like share his love of firearms to, you know, for his daughter. It's usually something that he would share and like push onto his sons. But it's still we still see a lot of it today where like women aren't really raised to like learn much about guns. And so it's kind of nice that your dad actually took the time to educate you on so many different platforms. Yeah. And I think, I mean, with, with my family, I have an older brother um, and probably the reason I started shooting so early is because my dad was teaching my brother and having my brother out at SAS matches in the buckaroo category. And then my younger sister and I kind of were just around a lot of times when we were younger too, we weren't necessarily shooting. We were just out there making like mud pies back Mm -hmm. while my dad was shooting (laughs) with my brother. Yeah. I really think if it goes both ways on whether parents, you know, want to push something, my dad could have definitely pushed guns more on me Mm -hmm. and maybe I would be a much better shot, but he didn't. He let me start asking questions and, you know, I fell in love with not only the firearms world and community, but also the time I get to spend with my dad doing this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I got to ask, like, what would you say is your probably favorite platform? As far as guns go, like, I mean, are we talking about like curio and relics, machine guns? So obviously a special place in my heart with machine guns primarily do a lot with sub guns, Mm -hmm. which are just just so fun. So, okay. Explain to me, what is the difference? Like, what is the definition of a sub gun? It's basically like a full auto pistol caliber carbine. Oh, okay. I think it would be like the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. But when I think of a sub gun, I'm thinking of. Uh, MP5, Uzi, Thompson, mm-hmm. Swedish K. When was the first time that you shot full auto? Do you remember that? So I do. So 
growing up, I knew my dad had some full auto guns, but um, again, this is a different time, different world. Social media wasn't a thing. And I just thought that was everyone's normal life. Nobody went to school and talked about what their dad has or these types of guns or anything. It's just normal. So I just assumed everybody had these. And um, I was maybe 15 or 16 and my dad pulled out a Colt 1928 Navy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful Thompson. And I would say, I would say that is when I really fell in love with shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, Before then it was, you know, go to the range with dad. It's just part of what we do. And then after that, it was like rapid fire. Rachel was born. (laughs) Nice. Damn. So So, that, so you've been doing it then for a while. Yeah. What am I 28 now? About to be 29. Golly. 12 years, I guess. Time flies. Yeah. Oh gosh. And the older you get, it gets, it just enjoy it now before you, once you reach 30, it's like, (laughs) it just goes super quick. And then I'd imagine 40 goes even quicker and (laughs) I'm I'm excited for thirties though. I think that's going to be a great time. Yeah. I think they say that thirties is like the new twenties, but thirties is nice because you're a lot more established. Like you kind of know who you are. You have some money in the bank and I don't know, but for me, it's also like, I definitely don't like to party as much or like drink or, you know, like I'm like, yeah, no, I I would like to be in bed by like 10 30. Like that's nice, you know, but I feel that. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I've enjoyed my 30s. I've definitely accomplished a lot more in my 30s than I have in my 20s. But I don't know. I guess it's oh, just I'm excited different. to see what they bring. Yeah. My editor wrote something about, so you doing subgun matches, which, what is that? I've never even so heard of sub- a subgun match. There's not a whole lot of subgun matches out there. I know there's a few in Michigan, Ohio, where I came in contact with it for the first time was at Knob Creek, which was a giant machine gun shoot and military gun show. Mm -hmm. And the first time I ever went, I tried the jungle walkout and then my dad and I went over and watched a subgun match. So this is all full auto only subguns and Mm -hmm. you're running a course that, I mean, some of the guys can run it like super quick, but the first time we did it, maybe took us 10 magazines. I don't know. (laughs) But it's it's just a really fun way to challenge and like really use a sub gun the way it was meant to be used. So you're practicing trigger control, burst control. Yeah. um, But you also hose down targets. So you have to like maintain the recoil of a sub gun to get these little tiny targets. And it's just, it's just a blast, an absolute blast. Literally. (laughs) I can only Um, imagine like, so that's what comes to mind is, you know, essentially you're doing like a match, but you're using the sub gun, as you said, and It's crazy because anybody can just sit there. Well, not anybody. I mean, you'd be surprised how bad some people look trying to shoot a machine gun. They, you know, are just all over the place and let the machine gun, like the muzzle rise and it's going everywhere. But even, I mean, just to sit there and like actually control the trigger and then also have control over like where it's hitting, which people think like, oh, well, yeah, you're just basically, it's like a spray and pray type gun. (laughs) So it's really not that accurate. Yeah, I could absolutely see how that would be like really challenging, but also like a lot of fun. Yeah. And and you'd be surprised, like the more you work with it, the the better you get with it. And you can be pretty darn accurate with sub guns hmm. um, in full auto. And yeah. even with the Uzi, I've got a I've got a pretty good trigger finger when it comes to that gun. So I can pull off one shot. Um, my dad's trigger finger is a little stronger as it's usually a two or three round burst. Damn, that's pretty crazy, uh, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's really, you know, about what you train with. Um, and then down, there's actually one that we try to get to down pretty often in, uh, Florida at Port Malabar rifle and pistol club. 
and they do a monthly sub gun match. We love going down there and seeing those guys and they use a lot of steel down there. So it's a lot of fun and you get style points if you can do controlled bursts on certain target arrangements, which I get a lot of fun. I'm going to take a quick break real quick. Talk about primary arms. If you're in need of a compact red dot, definitely check out the SLX MD by 25. One of the great things about this optic is even though it's a 25 millimeter objective, it has the same field of view as typical 30 millimeter red dots because they optimize the design to reduce thickness. The result is a rugged compact red dot that is only two ounces and has a 50,000 hour battery life. They come out super low if you have a carbine with irons that you want to co-witness with. I added one of these to my Uzi Pro. Really love it. Check them out at primerarms.com. Remember to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every primary arms optic that you buy. You started working with Forge Relations. Was it this past year within the last year? Yeah, I started working with them in April 2021. Okay. Um, And I manage a few of the accounts with them. And if you guys aren't familiar with Forge Relations, which I've had them on the show previously, but they're the company that does the Gundies. And that's why Rachel and I, we were just in Texas because they had the Gundies award ceremony. And it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. What did you think of the event? You know, it's absolutely incredible how much it grew just since last year. I know. Um, Looking back at pictures from 2021. And yeah, we were, you know, in the midst of um, COVID a little, little more uncertainty about what it was going to do and shot show had just been canceled. Mm-hmm. So naturally the event was smaller, uh, especially since they pulled it together last year, right after the announcement of the cancellation of shot show. But yeah, looking back at pictures from then to now, I mean, it, it was probably five times the size of last year and really incredible what they were able to do really looking forward. I've heard a little, few little sneak peeks of what next year is going to hold and I'm just going to say it's going to be even better than this past year's. Nice. Let's see. So there was a few things. So you actually, so you've been out there for quite, you were there for a few days before just setting up and getting things ready and stuff like that. And then I flew in a day early to rehearse, even though we didn't rehearse, (laughs) it might've helped if I rehearsed. And then the show, so that day we had like range day, everybody was able to shoot a bunch of guns. There was tons of machine guns at the range. And then there was like the expo. So a lot of companies, you know, there was like, would you say it's like a big barn? Cause it's not really a barn. Yeah. The way it's set up, there's like a, there's a huge tank barn, um, okay. which I think they do call it a barn, yeah. but it, it's, I mean, tank size. We're not talking about cattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, it's like more of a building than a barn because you think like barn, like red barn or <laughs> not. <laughs> and so they have like all the companies set up. And so you can just go. And it's so funny because I felt like the person that is at SHOT Show who goes and collects everything, like any free stuff from all the tables. And it was me, 22 Plankster and Wild Yolo. And we were just walking around with like our hands full because we were like, yeah, here's a T-shirt. Here's a gun bag here. And it was all really cool stuff. And then Omar Crispy, he was like, man, you guys look like those people from SHOT Show. Like the only thing you're missing are those carts, you know, the rolling carts. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yo, you, I was like, you guys got any free stuff over here? You know, just joking around. 
Yeah. Um, I missed the free stuff. I got, I did get the savior equipment bags, um, and a couple of t-shirts, but I missed retro rifles and warrior. Yeah. Uh, I missed a lot of the stuff. So I'm a little bit bummed. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, so I don't know how I managed to carry this much stuff, but fitting it in my suitcase the next day, I like had to, you know, expand it out. Like, you know, when your suitcase can't close, so you like expand it so that yeah. it can. Yeah. So, and all I kept thinking was like, please don't let my suitcase break. Like, please just like get it back to me in one piece. That would be great. <laughs> and then it also didn't help that all the clothes that I wore, because it was so dusty, they were covered in dust. Like my black shoes were white. Like the dust that yeah. was there, it was like this white dust. And I don't remember it being that dusty from the previous year, but so I wrapped it up in baggies because I didn't want it to get all over my suitcase because it was such a fine dust. So yes. that also didn't help with my packing because I didn't pack things as flat. I just threw it like in bags. But there was a lot of like funny moments. Before we go into the funny moments, though, I just want to talk about my experience co-hosting the show. So like I said, we didn't rehearse which I was like, that's fine. You know, I mean, I basically talk for a living. Like I can totally wing this. And, and Will's just like, yeah, you know, whatever, you're good. But I didn't realize that. And I should have realized this, you know, when you're just kind of out of it and you're like, mine's all over the place, but I should have realized what I was getting set up for because they connected these ear things. They put in these ear things. And then I also had the mic connected to my clothes but it was really hard. Like once I got up on stage one, I didn't realize like what it would look like once all the lights were shining on you. So you couldn't even really see the crowd. And then yeah. I could just hear talking in my ear when I was trying to talk. And it was so I couldn't even hear myself think it was so hard to like formulate my thoughts when I just kept hearing talking in my ear. And I wished maybe there was a little bit more of a heads up or like, hey, this is going to happen. Or, you know, I mean, eventually towards the end, I just pulled it out of my ear. Because I was like, I just can't concentrate. And I just look like an idiot standing up here on stage. <laughs> and yeah, I was going to say, I thought I saw you pull it out of your ear. Yeah, I just pulled it out of my ear. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Doing my intro where I was like, hey guys, like I want it to be all funny. Like, hey guys, you probably remember me from last year. I ate the chip. Like, well, joke's on you because now you have to suffer with me for like the next hour of me being on stage. But <laughs> yeah, just the deliverance was totally off because Ben just kept talking in my ear. <laughs> Oh, no. But a lot of people will probably wonder like where the show is because it was recorded live and there was just like a lot of technical difficulties and I'm not really sure what happened. I haven't talked to Will or Ben since Texas, but like the show's nowhere to be found because I actually was kind of curious to like I wanted to go back and like see if I just look like a dead in the in the headlights, you know, like how I felt. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. It's like it's been swiped from everywhere. Yeah, I know. So I know there was a lot of technical difficulties that they were having to work through. And I haven't actually talked to them in the last day just because of us all traveling on different schedules and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. But I know they're working to get something up, but I'm not sure because I actually also went back to watch and see how it went. Yeah. Um, because I just wanted to see the intro for the zombie apocalypse category because I was sitting in a position where the speakers were in front of it. Oh, gotcha. There's one thing that happened to me that's really embarrassing. And I kind of told you just quickly before we started the show, I didn't tell you the whole thing because I was like, okay, hold on. Well, I'll just, otherwise I'll just be re repeating myself, but all right. So pre-show. So when they hooked me up to all of the microphones and stuff at one point, so all my stuff was on, but I just figured, I don't know. I didn't really think too much into it. I just thought, oh, it'll go on like when, you know, they need me. But at one point I was talking to somebody and 
Will overheard what I said. And he's like, why could I hear Ava in my ear? And it's weird because even though he said that, nobody really did anything there. I think it was just chalked up like, oh, I don't know. That was weird. But I think that whatever I was saying occasionally would get into the live audio because then the next day, one of my Patreons, Melissa writings, she was like, yeah, it was really hard to watch because, you know, the audio was weird and the camera kept like freezing and then it would just go on repeat. And she was like, it was funny because I could hear your voice like you weren't on the camera, but I could hear your voice talking about a rhino's boner <laughs> and it went on repeat. Like rhino boner, rhino boner, rhino boner. And I'm like, what? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. She was like, but your face wasn't in it. I could just hear your voice. And she was like, nobody probably knows that it was you, but I just know your voice. And I'm like, how did that happen? And then I had a flashback of me talking to Delance, who, you know, Brandon Herrera's camera guy. And we were talking about the rhino and Delance was telling me how the rhino got a boner. (laughs) I must have repeated like, what? The rhino had a boner. And then it went on repeat on the live. And I'm so humiliated. (laughs) No. So I I was talking to them, too, because I heard that there was an audio issue and they had me last minute helping with some red carpet interviews, uh, pre-show. So I had a microphone I was holding, um, just a Gundy's decked out microphone. And while they were testing audio, I just like kept, when I get nervous, I sing or like just be a little ridiculous or something. So I'm over there in the corner singing into the microphone, cheeseburger in paradise. And that's one of the reasons I was listening back. Cause I was like, Lord, help me. If the audio picked up me saying like, I like my lettuce and tomato. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. So then when I heard that and then heard that there's no, like the whole video, everything got taken down. I'm like, was it because I just kept repeating? Like, you know, because it not, I wasn't <laughs> repeating obviously, but it was just like, you know, like the, the audio was stuck on me saying that. And I was like, how inappropriate. Oh my gosh. I'm so embarrassed. And then like, obviously I was getting kind of nervous about going on stage. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to drink a little bit. We had like an hour and a half before the show started. And I was drinking like, I don't know, I think it was like 14% beer or something. And then at one point when I was up on stage, when pulling our tactical, when they won most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse, they came up with vodka, which is hilarious because, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, in our country, yes, cheers. And then they passed the bottle of vodka to Will and I, and I was like, screw it. I'm already having like kind of a hell of a time up here. I feel like I'm on the struggle bus. And I was like, I'm just going to chug this thing. (laughs) And I didn't even, you know, when you're like stressed and you drink and you don't even like make a face after you take a shot, but normally you would. Cause I don't typically just chug alcohol, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's how, that's how I felt. And no, then it I, was just downhill. <laughs> I know that feeling it, exactly. There's nothing more sobering than like being on stage or like making an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> or toast. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things that I did think was kind of funny that I came up with last minute was for best shooter. And it was Jerry Mikulak, but I was like, and the winner goes to 22 Plinkster. And I was like, yeah. And then luckily I was, I didn't think this through because luckily Dave didn't get up 22 Plinkster because I, <laughs> I would have felt bad actually if he got up and went on stage. <laughs> yeah. But luckily I had spent like all day with him previously. So he knows that I'm a little bit of a jokester. And so he's like, uh, cause I talked to him after the show and he's like, yeah, I just stayed seated. Cause I was like, uh, let's just feel this out. And then I was like, no, I'm just kidding. It's actually Jerry Mikulak. 22 Plinkster paid me $100 to say that. 
So he did not actually pay you a hundred dollars to say that. No, he didn't. No, I just totally joked. I like, (laughs) this is what happens when I get nervous. I'm like, all right, let's just throw out some really bad jokes. (laughs) But gun funny. I know. It was a little gun funny. Yeah, it was a little. I had to throw some funnies in there. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, I can't wait to see. I'm assuming that they recorded it anyways. Like they got it on disc and like eventually it will be up somewhere where we can view it i would yeah, i hope so i'd love to see how it went i know but and i'll have to ask my patrons if they heard you sing before the show started oh my gosh please ask them yes i need to know gosh i know i apologize like, to them for my singing voice that makes sense though i should start doing that anytime i get nervous to start singing it really helps it actually really helps hmm. especially um, if you're talking about food thinking about food singing about food all of that yeah you were nominated for most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse. I was, yes. And did you get nominated for anything else? Or was that just I was also in uh, most influential female, but I definitely I was pushing people a lot harder uh to vote in the zombie apocalypse category just because there were a lot of really incredible females in the influential female. Yeah. And I hail from the zombie capital of the world, or at least I think so. They filmed The Walking Dead right where I live. So Oh damn. I, from time to time, do you actually see zombies walking around? And I am pretty confident in my abilities to survive. Yeah. And you actually came in top four this year, which congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I had a I had some pretty stiff competition, though. So I know. Who else was in that? Who, who else made top four? I'm pretty sure it was Hickok 45, Kit Badger, and Polinar Tactical. And they have full teams. So I'm not surprised that I wasn't able to take it this year. Yeah. Uh, next year, I'm just going to include my dad in it because I think people will vote for the beard. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just seems it just kind of goes with the territory. Like, oh, yeah, well, he has a beard. So he seems like, you know, he'd totally be able to survive. <laughs> yeah. He, he, for those that don't know, he essentially looks like a machine gun Santa. Yes. Totally. And, uh, yeah. If I can do anything, it's to get the industry to pick him up as the industry standard Santa. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that would be incredible. Absolutely. I agree. Pulling our tactical man, those guys are so funny. So I haven't <laughs> yeah. really spent that much time with them other than this past week. And like, I've met them in person before, but really didn't get a chance to like sit down and talk and like Samo from pulling our tactical is hilarious. I, oh, absolutely hilarious. I was cracking up so much with him after the show. And at that point, I think once, you know, when you're like stressed out and you're drinking and then once your nerves kind of like calm down a little bit, then you're like, oh man, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened to me. I got off stage and I'm like, okay, I think I'm drunk. And then we decide to go up to the, I guess it took place at the tank barn. There was a party. Was it? Yeah, it was up there. Yeah. And um, so I rented, I asked for an SUV and they gave me this little Kia. It looks like (laughs) a cube and it's barely an SUV. It's really not lifted and it sure as hell does not have the room for like SUV. I mean, barely even the room of a car. Like you would have way more trunk space in a car. And so we all like Delance is driving my Kia because I was drunk. <laughs> and then all the people from uh, Polinar Tactical, they get in my car and a few other people. I don't even really remember, but Samo gets in the trunk portion. <laughs> and, but he's, I mean, we could still see his head. It's just this little like flap that comes up and then he's in the trunk. And so he's just crammed in there. And then Delance decides to go off-roading and he's chasing like some deer type animal. 
and you know we're bumping up and down and i was like okay this is where i probably should have gotten the extended coverage <laughs> on my stupid I think little I saw y'all. yeah i actually think i saw y'all doing that because i was like what are they doing over there yeah and I was escaping to the um, honeymoon suite cabin up on the hill for like 20 minutes just to breathe after. Yeah. For the after party. But I totally saw y'all doing the off-roading thing. Yeah. And I didn't, well, I guess somebody was like, Delance, go off-road. And he was like, okay. You know, and it was like (laughs) the funniest thing. It was probably not very appropriate or respectful to do. And I apologize. But Samo was like, Delance, watch out. Like I'm in the trunk. So every little bump, you know, it's like, he's like feeling it. (laughs) It was just really funny. But yeah, um, you have you have that. And then you have going over um, for those that aren't familiar with drive tanks. There's a bunch of little uh, rivers around. So over the dams, there's these big drops. Yes, I'm sure probably got Samo. Oh, I know. I know he was. Yeah, but he was such a funny guy. So I'm going to have him on the show. And actually, oh, my gosh, I was actually like really I felt. I don't know what the word is, but I was like excited to hear when he said that he's actually listened to like 10 of my podcasts. And I was like, oh, what? Really? I was like, you listen to my podcast, really? And he was like, yeah. He's like, they're really good, actually. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like naming the ones that he listened to. And I was like, dang, well, thanks. You know, and this is before we were even friends. But I had a blast with him. Even Delance. Delance is typically, I don't know if you guys, I mean, you guys all are all familiar with Brandon Herrera, the AK guy. But his camera guy is like pretty quiet, but he's like such a nice guy. But when he started drinking, like him and I had so much fun together, like he just kept cracking so many jokes and I was laughing nonstop. And then the worst part is like at one point when we were up in the barn, there's no restroom in there. There's the porter potties, which I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to porter potty. It's like pitch black because we're in the middle of nowhere. Even like the stars don't even light up the sky like you can't see anything. And this is probably like TMI, but I was like, all right, I'm just going to go behind that building and maybe peace so that I don't get like stuck in a porter potty. And <laughs> I ended up peeing like all over my shoes. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I left those shoes in the hotel. I was like, we're not, well, these shoes are dead to me now. <laughs> these are done. Yeah. These are not coming on the plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, we're not going to try to save these shoes. I mean, oh I don't gosh. I don't totally know how bad I peed on them. I just remember saying that I felt like my ankles were wet and that was enough for me to remember, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I didn't even think about, like, having to use a porta potty at night. Yeah, because there's, so if you guys don't realize this drive tank, so it's like, what, 18,000 acres? I'm pretty sure it's it's 18,000 acres. Um, and they've got every, they've got ox ranch and drive tanks. So there's everything from like wild wildebeest drafts, uh, water buffaloes, Cape buffaloes, like every kind of animal you can think of. Dude, they Um, even have like these large rats and stuff too. Rat. Oh, I saw a giant, I saw a giant jackrabbit or something driving around there one night. Yeah, they, rats, but they, I can imagine. they apparently imported, well, Delance is telling me the last time they oh. stayed there, they had imported these things. They're like giant rats from like South Africa. Yeah, I actually, I now that you're saying that, I do remember them telling us about that. Yeah. <laughs> and all I kept thinking was like, well, one, I don't want to go to the porta potty and get stuck there. But if I just go behind this building, at least I'm close enough where if something attacks me, I could yell for help. <laughs> because we're just walking around it's pitch black and there's just animals everywhere you know everywhere yeah and at night they like they move around all over the place the some of the hats I wore this week I um, ended up going back into San Antonio Wednesday Thursday and picked up Adam Share from Mm -hmm. the airport and drove him back out to drive tank so like two and a half hours one way two and a half hours back grabbed some water burger got back to the property 
And um, I was like, it's 1230. No big deal. Like, let's go on our own little safari right now. I'll take you down to where the guys are staying and I'll show you like, because it's a pretty far distance from the gate to where um, some of the crew was staying. Yeah. I know that the animals are pretty active over there. So I was like, we'll just drive around for a minute. And he was like, well, I actually brought my, I guess it was thermal or night vision. I don't even know which one he brought, um, but he brought some kind of scope. So he was like, I stopped at the front, let him grab that. And then we went on our own little safari. Wow. <laughs> and I took you, you know how some of those curves are like some yeah. of them are pretty sharp and rocky. Yeah. So I took one of those curves and there's a giraffe just walking right in front of us. Dang. <laughs> I wonder, Which was pretty cool, but intimidating. Yeah, totally. Well, I was like driving slow because I was just afraid that I was going to hit an animal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and there's, if you, uh, when you're going back from the tank barn to the pavilion, there's like those billy goats that always stand right on the dam yeah. to like not let you pass until you feed them or something. Yeah. I know. Right. It's like, you gotta, you have to know the magic password to bring the magic treats or something. Yeah. Or the troll will come out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm going to take another quick break and talk about IWI. Rachel, I know you shoot the original Uzi quite a bit, especially in the subgun matches. Have you had a chance to try the new Uzi Pro from IWI? No, I actually haven't. Um, but obviously being an Uzi enthusiast, very interesting what they're doing with the Uzi Pro. Yeah, definitely. So it's got the same iconic design, but like with a lot of modern upgrades, the charging handles on the left side so that you can mount an optic on the rail, which I think is kind of a must for its size. Although I don't know, what do you use? Do you just use the irons or do you have an optic on there? Um, So a lot of times I use an RMR. Okay. um, If I'm shooting open optics, um, Mm -hmm. otherwise just irons. Okay. There's also like an accessory rail and a more modern mag release on the side of the grip for obviously the Uzi Pro. It has threaded barrels as well so that, you know, if you want to add like a suppressor on them, you can. You can get them with or without a brace from SB Tactical. Lots of different options. So if you want to check that out, head on over to IWI.us. Don't forget, if you see any accessories in the web store, remember to use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's all one word. And you're going to get 15% off. Is there anything else that you want to talk about as far as the Gundys go, favorite moments or any other like fun memories that you want to share? I mean, all in all, just getting out of drive tanks is an absolutely incredible experience. And seeing the entire event come together after a long week of setting up, you can imagine there was a lot of little parts that took place lead up to this, especially logistically um, getting everything in, everything set up because drive tanks is 45 minutes away from town. Um, so really just seeing it all come together and watching people enjoy, uh, America's greatest pastime shooting, not baseball, um, mm-hmm. was what I thought was amazing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, everywhere you look, people had smiles on their faces and just really cool. Plus I got to watch a rocket launcher for the first time ever fire in front of me, which was pretty crazy. I know. Right. That was, wait, was that the one that they fired twice? Yeah. Yeah. Will fired it. And then Jerry Mitchell got to shoot it as well. Okay. So Will fired it first. I'm assuming. Yeah. Will. Oh, and the Sherman. I mean, really, if you want to break it down, there was a lot of great moments. Yeah. Cause originally that one, it kind of went over the hill and then I guess. Oh, did it? Yeah. So that must've been when Will fired it. And then the second time, (laughs) um, but that thing was, that thing was crazy. It was like, whatever came out of it, it was like, it was like a ball of fire or something. I, I can't, I don't know. That's on my list of, I've got to do that in my life. Yeah. Right. 
I know. I got to hold it. <laughs> right. I got to kiss yeah. it before it, you know, sailed off into the distance. Yeah, it was really cool. All right. Switching it up, going back to you. So how are things going with your YouTube channel, all of that stuff? So last year I started the channel a while back and it was kind of like occasionally put something up and, you know, didn't really do a lot with it. I focused a lot more on Instagram because that's where I kind of had um, my platform built. Mm -hmm. And last year I, I did a little more focus on putting things up consistently. And it's, it was pretty incredible just to watch the growth that I got. I went from a, maybe a couple thousand subscribers to um, seven, which I thought was incredible because, yeah, you know people supporting you is always great. And then we have big plans for this year. This year's taken uh, a little bit of, there's been a few bumps in the road so far. It's only February, but um, we have a lot of ideas for what we want to do. And when I say we, I mean, my dad and I, and I'm excited to see what all we're going to get up, but there's several series we're going to be doing this year. And, you know, I I don't know where it'll go, but I hope it goes somewhere good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then recently, I guess within the last year, has it been that you got married? Has it been? Uh, a year? I got married in 2020, okay. right in the smack dab of the um, pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> nice. Yes, and so pretend do not recommend planning a wedding during a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, at least I'm assuming your wedding, though, like happened as opposed to so many other people that like it was getting canceled left and right. Oh yeah. So, so there were several times where we were going back and forth with, um, the venue and of course, like local and state guidelines and whatnot. And there was a point where they said 25 people. And I was like, that's great. My family's more than 25 people. So mm-hmm. worst case, we, we were very insistent on not moving our date. So worst case, we were going to have something at my parents by the pond. And it turned out we've been together such a long time that we had a pretty big wedding planned just from knowing people from so many different parts of our life. Mm-hmm. And we had ri- originally planned for 250 people and we still had 167 show up, wow. which is pretty incredible. Yeah. I know. I'm surprised that they, I mean, you're like actually really lucky that they let that happen because you hear yeah. so many horror stories with weddings now. So I'm glad that you oh, guys man. were able to make it special and have everybody there. Yeah, it was, it was I mean, like I said, leading up to it, the most chaotic thing I've ever dealt with in my entire life would never want to do it again. Yeah. But the day of it was, it was the greatest day of my life. And Chad would say the same thing. Even now we talk about it and he's just like, that was such a great day. (laughs) Nice. We talked like, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. And you said that at some point this year, you're going to try to have a baby. And you were saying how like you were just trying to plan your career around it. And I wanted to discuss it because I think it's something that a lot of people still don't realize. Like nowadays, you know, yeah, sure. Women, you know, they could have a career and a baby, but it's just so hard. And most people end up not having both. They usually like have to pick one or the other. And especially, you know, with our line of work, like being around guns, being on the range, like that's something that you can't like you can't shoot guns when you're pregnant. And if you guys didn't know this, you can't. Apparently, it hurts the baby's ears, which makes sense. And plus, I don't know if there's, you know, athletic exposure or any of that. I don't know. It just seems kind of risky altogether. It is one of those things that you really do have to plan and kind of figure out like, okay, well, if you are going to plan on still working, how do you keep your career relevant? And so what are some of the options that you came up with? You know, so we haven't figured out everything yet, um, but, and really we're in the early stages of figuring that out, but as far, you know, and even down to having a child, it's, it's really God's timing. And we hope, you know, maybe sometime this year that'll happen, Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about how do I continue to do what I love and maybe it's more of showcasing other people in some way. I I don't know exactly what the answer is yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe doing some tours of facilities uh, of ones that'll allow you to do tours. (laughs) <laughs> something we've got to figure out and I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, but excited for the possibility of starting a family and continuing uh, the next generation of people that love guns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's also something that I've talked to Alexander about because she, you know, her mom keeps pushing her like, come on, you know, when am I going to have grandkids? And <laughs> it, it's tough because I feel like we're all kind of at like, not the height of our career, but we're all doing very well. And it is one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it's almost like, you know, that this isn't going to last forever, right? Like nothing's going to last forever. And, you know, even Brandon Herrera, he's like, yeah, I'm just kind of riding the wave until like, who knows? I mean, YouTube could ban, you know, gun content tomorrow or something can happen. So it's like, you want to take as much advantage of it as possible. And it's kind of hard to just like, okay, let's put that on hold. But then also, I mean... I don't think I'll ever have a kid, but I could imagine that like having a family and just like having a child and stuff. I mean, you can't really put any sort of like, how do you, you don't amount that to anything. Like there's nothing that I would feel would come before that. So I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's a lot to take in. And yeah, it'll, it'll be a really, it'll be very different and I'm sure hard at some times, but I'm sure really rewarding part of life and yeah. a fun journey. I'm I'm really excited to have kids and to kind of do some of the things that my parents did with us and Lord trying to keep them off social media and stuff. That'll be fun. I'm sure. Right. We definitely, I didn't even have a TV that we, I mean, my dad was in charge of the TV for most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know all, of that, all of that's going to be really fun. I think that that's smart though, because like nowadays, like nobody goes out and plays anymore. And I can't help but think like when I was young, even just like going back to my childhood home and like looking at certain rocks and I'm like, cause we had like these big boulder rocks and I'm like, oh, I used to play in that rock and act like it was a little fort and, you know, yeah. do this. And it's like your imagination, like all these memories come back. And now with kids just being glued to the TV and playing video games, like they don't really get that anymore. Oh my gosh. Me and my brother used to build forts and, uh, when my parents moved, I was walking around the backyard and I was like, oh shoot, that's a booby trap that we put over here. And we dug (laughs) a hole and filled it with pine cones and (laughs) all these things that we used to do outside. Cause that's where we lived. I mean, yeah. Occasionally video games, but that was usually when it's dark outside and you can be outside. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. For listeners who want to follow you, where can they find you on social media, YouTube, all that good stuff? So I am Rapid Fire Rachel on YouTube, Facebook. I think that's the link too. And if you type in Rapid Fire Rachel on any social media, that I should pull me up. Awesome. All right, cool. All right, moving forward, Caldwell. If you guys are looking for like a cool portable range kit, definitely check out their portable range kit with the 8-inch AR500 target. 
It comes with an 8-inch AR500 steel target that will withstand thousands of rounds, a collapsible steel stand for easy transport, and the XL strap hangers to hold up your target. And that right now, I believe, is on sale for just $91. Yeah, $91.99. But if it's your first purchase, if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off. And again, that is at caldwellshooting.com. Today in politics. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. California lawmakers declare war on guns. Fresh on the heels of the settlement of Remington's insurers with Sandy Hook families for alleged improper marketing, California lawmakers have announced legislation to allow activists to sue anyone tied to a, quote, self-made, end quote, gun or, quote, unquote, assault weapon. Last Friday, Governor Newsom, Attorney General Rob Bonta, and state legislators announced several new bills, including Assembly Bill 1594 to enable private citizens to hold the gun industry accountable through civil litigations and allow individuals in the Attorney General to sue fire manufacturers and sellers. This bill would amend Division 4 of the Civil Code relating to the firearms. Quote, a gun industry member shall have created an or maintained a public nuisance as defined in section 3480 in their failure to follow federal state or local law caused injury or death, or if the gun industry member engaged in unfair business practices, the addition of the quote engaged in unfair business practices portion is the key modification to allow the improper marketing argument for lawsuits, similar to the Remington case since the PLCAA clearly prevents criminally charging manufacturers for criminal misuse of their products. Alleging improper marketing is a new tactic for them to pursue. AB 2571 would limit marketing of firearms to minors, which is BS since only their parents would be able to buy a firearm and are responsible for the firearm and their children's use. AB 1621 would further prohibit so-called quote-unquote ghost guns in California, which of course are already illegal to finish under California law. None of these new laws would have any effect on crime other than making new criminals where there aren't any and allowing frivolous and unjustified lawsuits against gun manufacturers and gun gun owners in California. For everyone in California, write your representatives now, tell them that you oppose these bills. The majority in California obviously will likely pass all of these, but it's good to be, you know, on record when it comes to time to fight and, you know, and who knows, maybe you guys can make a difference. But I knew for a fact that this is going to set precedent for, you know, future lawsuits to come, which is just unfortunate. Okay, Manicor Arms. If you're building an AR right now and are looking for the right forend, check out the transformer rail for Manicor Arms. A lot of us have certain hand stops we like that might only be in key mod, but other accessories that we like that are only M-Lock. Well, the transformer rail lets you mix and match your mounting options with easy to replace panels. You can get them in M-Lock, key mod, Picatinny rail, or Palmer grip scales. You can get them in 9 inches, 13 inches, 15 inch versions. They range from $135 to $165. But if you use the code ABROROCKS15, all one word, you're going to get 15% off. And that is at manicorearms.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding.
Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is uh, we actually don't have any questions. Um, so if you guys have any oh. questions for me, I know this is a first. Usually I just make my own like question up. I'm like, it's fine. We'll talk about my house. But um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, but um, even I'm just like, you know what? I just got back from a trip. I'm exhausted <laughs> and we're not going to make up my own question. And if anything, maybe this will push people to, you know, ask me more questions, but it could be questions about anything. All you have to do is just go to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form and uh, submit your question. Today in Tacti Talk. Tacti Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Rachel, did you hear that uh, SIG launched the P365 chambered in 380? I did hear that, yes. I actually didn't. I was like, where was I when they came out with this? How long? Yeah, like, my dad is a big uh, 365 fan, so he has he alerts me every time something changes, and he's got uh, all of the models so far. Dang, that's crazy. I actually I do have a few P365s. I don't have the 380 version, obviously, because I just I was today years old when I found out they came out with the 380 <laughs> version, which I'm assuming probably happened within like the last week or two. But you know, I was like middle of nowhere, Texas, and as Rachel's mentioned before, it was 45 minutes from town. And that was even a small town. Okay. That was, and we only had Wi-Fi around buildings. So there you're, it was one of those places that you are completely off grid yeah. um, out where the telemarketers can't reach you, which is yeah. incredible, except when your job is in social media and requires you to be on the internet. <laughs> I know. No kidding. Yeah. So if you're a big fan of 380 or if let's say you really like the P365, but let's face it, it's going to have a little bit more recoil if it's chambered in nine millimeters. So now that it's chambered in 380, obviously it's going to be a little bit more comfortable to shoot. Since 380 has the same diameter, you get the same 10 plus one capacity in the flush mag to aid in making it an easier platform. The slide is lighter and there's a lighter recoil spring, making it easier to rack. Again, I haven't got my hands on this. I doubt that it's as easy as, you know, racking the shield easy from Smith & Wesson, but I would imagine that it's got to be a lot easier than, you know, most guns on the market because of that. Let's see, the slide comes optic ready, so that's nice. And you can keep the rear irons when you install the red dot, unlike other factory P365s. They come with the Siglite night sights and two 10-round magazines. And they also use the same FCU and grip module as the normal P365. So with all the aftermarket grip modules out there, you can customize these just like the normal P365. I'd imagine if you guys want to find out more information, head on over to SIG's website. I'm not sure what MSRP is on this, but I would think it's either the same as the P365. GSM Outdoors. GPS bags from GSM Outdoors are one of my favorites. They're freaking awesome, especially going to the range. I mean, nothing's worse than like having to pack your car filled with all these range bags. Like I'd imagine that you going to the range looks like me going to the range where like your car is just like jammed packed with like gun bags and rifle cases and stuff. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I have a Tacoma and there's a, not a lot of space. Yeah. I know. I know. I usually, so my friend, I usually take his truck because 
it makes more sense because the range is like dirty and like my car's, you know, kind of luxury. And I'm like, yeah, we don't need to get it dirty. Let's just take your truck. But, you know, packing everything in there, it's like there's no room left when it's all said and done. But these bags, they definitely help you to be more efficient, I guess. So they have a bunch of different versions like backpacks that have cradles that you can add like five handguns in the little compartments. They even have like a mag bag that I just got in. They have all kinds of stuff. The rifle cases, they're similar design to carry rifles as well as like some of your handguns on the side. Just lots of stuff. Definitely check them out. I can't imagine my life without them, to be honest with you. The website's a little different. So it's gooutdoorsproducts.com. But remember, when you go to buy a bag or any other GSM products for that matter, use the code GUNFUNNY20. That's all one word. And that's going to get you 20% off. Awesome. Well, I actually probably need to check that out because I'm always looking for ways to organize my life. <laughs> I know. I know. Like just minimize the load. Like who doesn't like that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I like to, I like the idea of having different things that are set up to just go to. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know. All right. Today's AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome as f- Never mind. AF getting pregnant for time off. So a woman in Georgia, which who knows, maybe this might be right up the street. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Welcome to my home state. uh, Yeah. She really wanted time off from work. So she got pregnant or so she claimed. Robin Folsom was the director of external affairs for the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency and told the agency about her pregnancy in late 2020 and claimed to give birth in May of 2021. A man named Bran Oatman, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, emailed the leaders of her agency claiming to be the new baby's father and said her doctor had mandated several weeks of rest following the delivery. At that time, government employees could take up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave, but she was given seven weeks of paid leave for a condition that they would have otherwise not have approved. Some of her colleagues had been suspicious, though, in March of last year, when one of them saw the lower part of her stomach move away from her body and believed that she was wearing a fake pregnant stomach. After the pregnancy leave, she sent pictures of her new baby to several employees, but the pictures were inconsistent and even had different skin tones. Which I'm like, if you were going to lie about this, like, wouldn't you just consistently send the same baby? (laughs) Yeah. The HR department got involved and discovered that the baby's father didn't exist. Robin previously had said that she was pregnant in 2020, which they discovered was also a lie. Robin was forced to resign after the discovery, and she's now facing three charges of false statements and one count of identity fraud. She was indicted this month, and if convicted, her charges for the extra time off could cost her up to 25 years in prison and up to $103,000. That's insane. You know oh my what? God. You know what's crazy though? So this lady, okay, fine, uh, $103,000, 25 years in prison. But have you seen the Tinder swindler on Netflix? No, I just, so obviously I haven't been home in a while, but I, I do occasionally get sucked into some of the shows on Netflix and yeah. I clicking through things when I got home and I was like, oh my gosh, have to put that on my watch list. Yeah. So, okay. When you watch it, one, I think the women are pretty dumb to fall for it. And I hate to say it because I honestly, I I live in a world nowadays, the older I get, I'm like, women just need to stick together because men are freaking jerks. And we just need to stop like being mean to each other and just stick together. But I also look at this and I'm like, I would never do that. Like after a month, the amount of money that these women were giving this guy, I'm like, it's just 
nobody in their right mind would do that. Well, I just can't imagine. I mean, I mean, so the only people I'd really give money to are like my best friends or family. And these are people that I've known forever. Yeah. Like other than that, I would not just give a guy that I just met, whether like I thought he was going to reimburse me or not. Like I was always raised by my mom to like, you know, if you're going to lend somebody money, just assume that you're not going to get it back. So I just find it so odd. But what really gets me and I don't want to ruin it for you, but like he barely got any time. Like he basically got a slap on the wrist and I don't know. I mean, I guess in this case, this lady's dealing with like a government agency versus this guy who's just messing with people. But I mean, it's still like theft is theft. It's just crazy for me to believe, you know, that she could get so much. And then this guy just, you know, gets very little time. It hardly ever makes sense when you look at things like that. And then, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure you've experienced like fake accounts and stuff with your person or people impersonating you. Yes. Um, But I'm like, I've been dealing with one for a couple of years now of somebody on Twitter that has been using my images, some of which are copywritten, but because they put that they're a fan account in the bio, Twitter won't remove it. And they, they posted a few things a couple of months ago that um, were like encouraging, basically said I was single because of vaccination stuff uh, that I broke up with my boyfriend, which obviously I'm married, don't have a boyfriend anyway. Um, wow. But they, they put all this stuff out there and I had people going to my former place of employment or emailing me asking if they could submit an application to donate baby making materials because of the like, stuff that this person was tweeting and I cannot get it removed because of the way Twitter does things. The same things happened to me but with Instagram. So there's a guy that is constantly using my name. And the minute we get one account shut down, he just starts another account. And the amount of followers that this account has is like ridiculous. Every time we get it shut down, like he pops up and he already has like 12,000 followers. And in the bio, he had my home address listed in the bio. And I was like freaking out. I mean, like at the end of the day, that's stuff that you, I guess, can find out, but it's still just like, it was like freaking me out. We were able to contact Instagram and they removed it. And then I had my editor create a bunch of fake emails and create accounts using any form of my name. And it's now listed as private. So it doesn't come up, but at least he can't use those names to create another yeah. account. So you might want to do that, but it's like, it's crazy how social media won't let you post a video of like you shooting a gun. And they say that you're trying to sell a gun, which are like, clearly it does not say I'm trying to sell this gun. You get banned. But yet somebody who's like clearly stealing your identity and putting your life in danger, possibly like is totally fine. They're not doing anything about it. It's so frustrating. And it's extremely frustrating. And then you see like, I mean, again, it's kind of back to what you're saying about you should be able to tell that it's fishy or whatever because of the way if anybody follows me, they know I wouldn't post mm-hmm. things like account is. But they're also like funneling people to some cryptocurrency. Yeah. Thing, and it's with a name that's clearly not any of my initials. It's just so weird. But like they have 74,000 or something Twitter followers now. Wow. And yeah, and I can't get them shut down because they're just a fan account. So the person that was impersonating me had a website and they were legit selling drugs and guns. What? Yeah. So I'm like, and it was, I think it was called like drugsandguns.com, like guns with a Z. And there's like, you can buy mushrooms, cocaine, machine guns. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? 
And I'm like, I am wow. literally reporting this person. This person is selling guns and I couldn't get it removed. That's, that's I know. Just frustrating. Like on the same website, like you can see, and then every now and then it would change it to something else, some other web address. It was the weirdest thing. I haven't seen this idiot pop up in a few weeks, I guess, since ever since the whole thing happened with him listing my home address, but definitely pretty scary. Yeah, and it, it is. And it's crazy how people actually fall for it. Like, how do you, I don't know, like, how do you not just research something before you just start donating or I don't know, it's whatever. I've been very lucky that a lot of people have like, let me know about these accounts, but yeah, it's, it's still just, I mean for as many emails as I got regarding some of those tweets. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. iTunes review. So guys, I don't know what's going on, but no questions and no iTunes review. This person actually emailed me this. I'm guessing maybe because they couldn't figure out how to work the app on iTunes, but I know you guys are listening. I mean, if what's his name? Sama, Samo. Why can't Samo. I? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, when I was drunk from pulling our tactical, I was like, semen or Samo or, <laughs> you know, Salmon. And Delance kept correcting me. And I was just like, uh, and I think, I think Samo was just like, okay, you know, like he thought I was joking, but I actually was totally serious. <laughs> hey, that was a long day. So it was. I mean, I'm surprised I was even able to talk towards the end if we're being honest. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they definitely kept us busy because I think range went live fire at 8 a.m. And the ceremony didn't even start until 8 p.m. Yeah. It, ended at 2 a.m. So what? how many hours is that? Like, that's a long day. It is. Yeah. And I actually did. So normally I was like not even going to go to the after party. I was like, oh, I'll probably be exhausted. But because I ended up getting drunk because I drink, you know, like that 14 percent beer caught up with me. And then, you know, I took a shot on stage and then. I'm like, what did I drink? But I don't know. And then all the guys from Brownells are smoking cigars next to me. And so I smelt like cigars and I hate that. And I was like, man, I'm going to feel so hungover the next morning and then smell cigars and I'm going to be sick. So here I am at 2 a.m. in my shower with my flip-flops on because don't get me started on the <laughs> hotel that I say that, but have my flip-flops on and I'm washing my hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah, it was... Uh, it was pretty funny, but I I do remember it was like maybe two thirty three by the time I like got into bed. So I ended up yeah. staying up, you know, but I was like having fun, but I also just kind of lost track of time. No, so. I did too. And I was on breakdown committee too. So oh, I man. think we got back to the cabin at five. Oh man. So, so you, what is that? That's like a 21 hour day. Yeah. Was there like a huge mess in the barn? Cause as I was leaving, we went through like the other side where my car was parked and I just saw like all this like beer pong stuff and cans everywhere. And I was like, yeah, oh I mean, man, this has got to suck to clean up. There was quite a bit of trash, but luckily a lot of it was, I mean, it was just pushed Empty into a bag. Stuff. And, go. Yeah. and then other stuff didn't have to be broken down until the morning. Good. Yeah, definitely so it wasn't, a really it wasn't long day. Too much. Yeah. 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 So you know what? If I can't say Samo's name right, you know, at the end of the night, he should cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long day. It was. But anyway, so yeah, only one review. And they emailed me this and it says, Hi Eva, I'm 
Really having a good time listening to many of your older episodes as well as grabbing the newest ones on the weekly. Your pro 2A current news items are a great source of info as well as your choice of guests. I'd love to hear from more manufacturing reps for all things shooting related. I especially enjoyed hearing the show with Chris Barrett recently. Even when I think it's a topic that doesn't interest me, I end up learning about products I don't know I needed or existed. Great show and keep up the great work. Aim small, miss small. Thanks, Aaron. I like that. Aim small, miss small. Yeah, I do too. Have you ever heard that before? No, I haven't heard it that in that phrase. No. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I have or not, but I feel but like I, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? All right. Well, Aaron, normally I would say, you know, it has to be on the iTunes, but you know what, whatever, I'll take it. So contact me, send me your mailing address and I will get you out a free prize pack. And for anybody who's left a review in the last maybe three weeks, your prize pack has not gone out yet, but it will in the next week or two. And on that note, we are going to wrap up. If you guys want to... Oh, also, by the way, if you guys are wondering, so my last guest, Adam from Century Arms, if you're wondering about the giveaway when he said that he was going to be giving away a BFT 47 to a lucky listener, we've decided we are going to be giving it to a Patreon just because I've done giveaways in the past. And some people just like search Instagram for the hashtag giveaway or GAW. And we end up giving it to somebody who actually doesn't even really support the show. So I figured I really wanted the gun to go to somebody who's like truly supported me, some of them from the beginning. So I'm going to be giving it away to a Patreon. And what we're doing, it's actually really fun. And some people have already submitted videos, but you have to submit a video of Basically, we use this one video as a reference and it's like from the 70s, this guy gets on and he's like, I don't know, interviewing for like a dating show and like why he's looking for love. And it's actually hilarious. But with this, you're going to record a video saying like why you want the BFT 47. And we've had some really like funny videos. But in order to join this, you have to become a Patreon. So all you have to do is go to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show and become a Patreon. And then that also gets you access to our Facebook group where you can see all of those videos as well. Also blown deadline. He's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month. And if you're a $5 and up Patreon, you get after three months, you get a Patreon only patch that will never be for sale. Wanted to thank the $25 Patreon, Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Melissa Ridings, and King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. Rachel, thank you so much for spending time with me, especially because I know you're really busy and I know you're probably exhausted and not probably caught up on sleep yet. So I really, really appreciate you making time for me to talk about last week's event and then everything that you've been up to. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, so I am Rapid Fire Rachel on YouTube, Facebook, and at RachelB333 on Instagram. And, um, you know, I'm really just excited to be back on here, though. It's been a long time. And I think it was last year that I was texting you saying like, every time I get in the car or like adjust my volume in my truck, your podcast would pop up the episode with you <laughs> and, uh, and Barrett from last shadow. Oh, that's Maybe so that funny. My episode that pops up. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Now, hopefully your episode, if you know, <laughs> yeah, nothing if else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That's I feel so like, funny. um, I feel like too, 
it, there's so many things that we didn't even dive into. So maybe we'll do this again, especially I got a lot of things going on this year that I'm excited to share about. So yeah, let's definitely have you back on, let's say like maybe in the next couple months. That'd be great. I've got a, I'll tease it now and we can talk about it in the next couple of months, but we're working on a machine gun shoot in Georgia for the fall. So Ooh, we'll nice. leave that teaser there. October, mark your calendars. <laughs> All right, cool. So then we'll have you on maybe over the summer or like in the beginning of the summer and then people, you know, we could talk about it and then people can mark their calendars. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I'll have, I have hard dates, but yeah. October, what are the hard, do- what hard are the dates? Hard dates, October 14th and 15th in Georgia. And where in Georgia? Um, Blakely, Georgia. So not a lot of hotels, but it'll be at the arena. Okay. And then if people want to find out more information now, where can they go? About the machine gun shoot? Yeah. Website to find out more about this machine gun shoot. It is allamericangunshow.com. Okay. Perfect. And uh, I, if, if you want to think about what this is, it's Knob Creek inspired. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, we will put it in our calendar also to have you back on in a few months and we'll talk about that as well as all the other things that you have planned. Yay. Well, I'm glad that we got to do this. It's been way too long, but I'm glad I also got to see you. I know. I know. Same. It was tons of fun. It really was. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.